You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, if you're listening live on TuneIn Radio, if you are watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube screen, then guess what? You are among the 50,000 subscribers who are, we crossed that threshold, over the weekend. I'm glad to have 50,000 people subscribed and watching Speeds on a Monday, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my man Chris Bavona, the manimal, with me on the ones and twos. We got a good show for you. On a Monday, what we're going to do is we're going to look back and do an autopsy on week 12. A lot of very interesting things. I'm going to tell you what trends you can hang your hat on, what were kind of one-hit wombers like their Mambo number 5 or the Macarena, something like that. I will be giving it to you as we look back to week 12. As we look ahead, what we're also going to do, we got to close out week 12. we got a Monday night football game to discuss. The Baltimore Ravens hosting the Houston Texans. I'll tell you who I like. I'll tell you my diamonds and fugazis for Monday night football. Remember, I always tell you a little trick. You can still add a player right now that may be an asset for you going forward. On tomorrow's show, when we're breaking down the waiver wires and the fab budgets, there's a guy that's playing tonight that I'm telling you, you can add right now for free that I think is going to be a good ad, a good asset for you moving forward. I'll tell you who that is towards the end of the show. We got poll questions up as well as always here at Spittin' Speeds. Hit me up on Twitter. I want to know who was your diamond in the rough for Week 12? Who led you to a win? Was it Jamal Williams in Green Bay who popped off for a rushing and receiving touchdown with about 120 scrimmage yards? Was it Case Keenum who continues to be a starting-level quarterback here in the NFL despite the fact that Zimmer and the Vikings don't want to commit to him moving forward. Was it Jermaine Curse who got in the end zone for the J-E-T-S? Jets, Jets, Jets. All of these guys are under 60% owned. That's why they are a diamond in the rough. Who was Fugazi for you? Was it Mark Ingram and his 36 yards in total? Was it Doug Baldwin and his 20 yards in total? Or was it any member of the Kansas City Chiefs? We're going to talk about the Chiefs also when we get back. Or was it somebody else? Let me know on Twitter. Feel free to ask any questions you want. I went dark for the Thanksgiving holiday, but I am glad to be back so that I could be here with my good friends, the hashtag StatsOverBeatCypher. And the other thing we're going to do, speaking of the cypher, I didn't get a chance to play the rap remix from last week. Our guys Young Cause the Effect. We're going to play their song. What's funny, last week they did it talking about Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown and both of those guys popped off again in week 12. So we're going to let you hear about a little bit of a rap remix right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So we got week 12 trends Monday Night Football and your calls at 844-843-6879 You already know it's your boy the Spittin' Statistician and you're here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Frank Stanfield, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out what we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down. We're going to look back at week 12. I'm going to tell you what I got right. I'm going to tell you what I got wrong. I'm going to tell you my biggest takeaways. And we will get you ready for Monday Night Football, which kicks off in about an hour, hour and a half, as the Baltimore Ravens take on the Houston Texans in what is actually a battle for AFC playoff positioning. And there's a lot of battles that went on in week 12. Let me first tell you kind of the autopsy of injuries and news after the games yesterday. First of all, Greg Olson already had x-rays on his foot. He came back, you know, only had one catch for 10 yards and then got injured again. They say he re-aggravated that foot, but he visited with doctors and they say they've deemed him okay. Uh, we'll get a practice report on Wednesday, but it looks like Greg Olson is still possibly fine for week 13 and moving forward. We got a lot of quarterback news after week 12. Check this out. Paxton Lynch started for the Broncos after one game. He has the dreaded high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for two to three weeks. It was Trevor Simeon who came in relief yesterday for the Denver Broncos, but they seem to be unraveling. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, McDermott, McDermott over there in Buffalo says that Tyrod Taylor will in fact be his starting quarterback for week 13. Listen, the Bills are still in the playoff chase. I don't know that why they went away from T-Mobile in the first place. He is clearly their better option. They're going to continue to ride with T-Mobile moving forward. Bruce Arian says that the Blaine runner, Blaine Gabbert, will start going forward for the Arizona Cardinals. They even hinted that he may be auditioning for the starting role in 2018. And I think that's very interesting. We'll see what happens with Carson Palmer when he gets back from his injury. Andy Reid has said now multiple times in the last weekend that Alex Smith is his quarterback. He has gotten multiple votes of confidence, but I'm going to tell you something. If they're talking about this, that means there is an issue, and we all know there's a lot of issues with the Kansas City Chiefs after their fast start. I'm going to be talking a lot about what I see in the AFC West a little bit later on in the show, but it looks like the vote of confidence has gone to Alex Smith to remain under center in Kansas City. You know, it kind of it's like at this point of the season, this is when Colin Kaepernick took over for Alex Smith in San Francisco a few uh, a few years ago for a team that was in the playoff position. Hmm. We'll leave it at that for now. Jameis Winston will resume throwing for the Tampa Bay Bucks starting in practice this Wednesday. Maybe Jameis will get back sooner rather than later. And also, you guys need to know, Aaron Rodgers was throwing downfield in pregame workouts, testing it out. They're saying all signs continue to point to him being able to return when he is eligible in Week 15. Here's why I say this. 
A lot of people, my show, on this network, everyone's talking about drop Jordy Nelson, drop Jordy Nelson, drop Jordy Nelson. Let me tell you something. If Aaron Rodgers is back weeks 15 and 16, you might want to have Jordy Nelson. Those guys have a great chemistry. I think if A-Rod is back, Jordy Nelson becomes viable again, so I wouldn't cut bait on Jordy Nelson just yet. They say Amari Cooper is fine. He is still in the concussion protocol after getting concussed in last week, uh, yesterday's game against the Broncos. He is also, however, dealing with an ankle sprain himself. So when we get the practice reports for the Raiders on Wednesday, keep an eye on Amari Cooper. He's dealing with a number of things. They're also saying that Kelvin Benjamin, in fact, he has a torn meniscus. So that's part of what he's dealing with in that knee. Again, we'll check the practice reports on Wednesday, getting everybody ready for week 13. All right, here's my takeaways for week 12, and we start on Turkey Day. Some of these things I got right, some of these things I got wrong. We hold ourselves accountable on the Fantasy Freestyle. We talk about what we got right, we talk about what we got wrong. This way the callers know that I'm not just trying to prop myself up. I admit when I got things wrong, this way when you know when I hit it, like I did on a number of things, including Thanksgiving. I had someone tell me, everyone was off Marvin Jones except for you, Speeds. And if you listen to me, you got two touchdowns out of Marvin Jones on Thanksgiving. Here's something I got wrong, though. I've been saying that I think Jarek McKinnon is really the back you want down the stretch for Minnesota. Latavius Murray puts it in my eye again. He gets 84 yards and a touchdown, much better than the one catch and 53 total yards of Jarek McKinnon. But this is still based on game flow, guys. I'm telling you, the Vikings are just getting leads on everybody. And when they get leads, the game flow goes to Latavius Murray. If they are in a competitive game, and I expect them to be down the stretch, they still have games, you know, um... They still have some tough games left, all right? And so I think in good games, in competitive games, McKinnon is still the back. But if these Vikings get a lead, Latavius Murray has done it. He's getting into the end zone. So I think he is viable, at least as a flex play moving forward. How about them Cowboys? I told you about the Chargers' defense getting pressure on Dak Prescott. I told you you needed to fade Dak Prescott. How's that looking right now? Another two turnovers for Dak. Everyone thought that, oh, being good with the ball was what Dak Prescott did. He only had four interceptions all of last year. I told you it is time to get off the Dallas Cowboys. They are pretty much toast in the NFC. Yo, listen, on the, on the flip side, though, don't look now. And I've said this. The Chargers are on the rise. I've been saying this for weeks. If you remember me at the beginning of the season, I said I thought the Chargers would finish second in that division and be a contender for the AFC playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, Keenan Allen pops off two weeks in a row. Phillip Rivers throws for 450 when everybody's eating turkey. And I hear a lot of people talking, oh, look out for the Chargers. Oh, that Chargers defense. Your boy Speeds told you about that a long time ago. Okay, I told you I think the Chargers... Chargers actually finished second in this division. They have a nice schedule moving forward. I keep an eye on the Los Angeles Chargers. Also, in that night game on Thanksgiving, the New York Football Giants put up a total of 170 yards as an offense. You need no Orleans Darqua anymore. I say I used to say Eli Manning was a volume thrower. 13 for 27 for 103 yards. I used to say I loved Evan Ingram. Three catches for 18 yards. I now believe the Giants are a complete dumpster fire. They are blunt guts trash. I think they're positioning themselves for a top three draft pick so they can get the air appearance to Eli Manning next April in the NFL draft. And also on the other side, on that Washington side, they used to be a fantasy herd. 
You used to not know Jordan Reed, Jamison Crowder, Terrell Pryor, Josh Dotson, Chris Thompson. It's becoming a little clearer, okay? 80% of the pie right now is Samaj P. Ryan. Josh Dotson and Jamison Crowder, okay? They got all but 61 yards of offense for the Washington football team. That means I like this. That means Jamison Crowder is a viable wide receiver, too, in my opinion, in PPR leagues. That means Samaj P. Ryan is an RB, two, in my opinion, moving forward. The picture becomes a little bit clearer in our nation's capital. I love Jamison Crowder moving forward. Here are some of my called shots from Week 12. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, if you listen to Lineup Lock Live or the Sunday edition, if you hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, by the way, because, yo, we crossed over 50,000 subscribers for the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube Live channel. That means 50,000 people are getting notifications every day saying that the Fantasy Freestyle is starting and you need to be part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher because if you did, I told you about these things last week. For example... I told you that Cooper Cup was going to be the guy to replace Robert Woods and that I really liked Cooper Cup. He was only 50% owned when I gave him a waiver wire show last Tuesday. I said, boy, am I on Cooper Cup. What did he do? Eight catches for 116 yards. I hope you listened to your boy Speeds. I hope you had him in your lineup. That's one of the things Speeds got right in week 12. I also told you that this cornerback play was real and that I was fading both top wide receivers in that Cardinals-Jaguars game. I told you about this. People were like, yo, Marquise Lee is the man. Yo, I like Marquise Lee. People were saying, I'm riding Fitzy out no matter what for Arizona. I told you, watch Larry Fitzgerald against that cat scratch fever. I told you, watch Marquise Lee. What did uh, Fitzy do? Three for 12. What did Marquise Lee do? One for 13. Speed's got that right as well. I told you about these Philadelphia Eagles and their number one ranked rush defense in the NFL. I was fading Jordan Howard all week long. What did Jordan Howard do? Seven carries for six yards. The entire team had 14 carries for six yards. You got to listen to your boy spitting speeds. I also told you that Derrick Henry was going to start taking the shine away from DeMarco Murray. Now, granted, DeMarco Murray got in the end zone, and, you know, in PPR scoring, he outscored you. But, yo, Derrick Henry, 13 carries for 79 yards. DeMarco Murray only got nine carries, I mean, nine rushing yards. This is coming. This is happening. Derrick Henry is taking it. And here's the last thing I'll tell you. I've been telling you about two quarterbacks that I think are on the rise, that I think are going to start performing up to what you thought they were, that the schedule opens up for them. One was Big Ben. I told everybody I was high on Big Ben. 351 yards and four touchdowns. And I'm telling you, he's got New England. He's got Houston coming up on the schedule. I like Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other was Matty Ice, Matty De Yellow, Matt Ryan. I told you I thought he was getting familiar. I told you I liked their matchups. They got New Orleans twice. They got Tampa, and they are inside a dome for three of the next four weeks until your fantasy championship. Matt Ryan, 317 yards and a tud as well. Mohamed Sanu took a little bit of that production with the big-time touchdown pass to Julio Jones as well. But Matt Ryan, Big Ben, I like them both moving forward. When we come back on Fantasy Freestyle, we open up the phone line, so hit me up at 844-843-6879. And I tell you what I got wrong as well. It's Fantasy Freestyle, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Call me. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard. 
Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician. We're looking back at Week 12. We're going to talk a little bit about Monday Night Football as well. The phone lines are open at 844-843-6879. I'm looking forward, after a little bit of a break for the holiday, to get back with my stats over Beat Cypher and help them win their leagues and win that cash. Before the break, I told you about a couple things I definitely got right. Going into week 12, I told you I like Matt Ryan. I told you I like Big Ben. I had a lot of people hit me up on Twitter, and people were asking, what about these guys? I was like, I like Big Ben. I like Matty Ice. I hope you listened to me on those. I told you about those Eagles and that run defense shutting down the Bears. I told you about Cooper Cup, who would be the beneficiary of no Robert Woods. And I also I told you, listen, about Derrick Henry and how I think he is starting to take the mantle over DeMarco Murray as that exotic smash mouth moves on in the AF. South. Now, I must admit, here are some things I got wrong. I'm an accountable man. I hold myself accountable. Um, I was telling everybody to ride out Greg Olson right away. I was telling everybody, get him in your lineups right away, that he was a top five tight end, that he had the potential to win you your week, that I was not concerned about his health coming back. What does he do? Reaggravates his foot injury. What does he do? Gets one catch for 10 yards. I got that wrong. I thought Greg Olson was fully healed, and apparently not. He seems to be okay. They think he's going to be all right for week 13, but I'm now on the wait and see. Hopefully you didn't drop a guy. You know, Hopefully you didn't go with like um, Olson over a guy like even Tyler Croft. You know, uh, yesterday, because Olsen did not deliver, I apologize, I eat crow on that one. The other thing is, listen, I've been saying I need to see it from Joe Mixon before I put him in my lineup, and Joe Mixon finally showed it to us. Joe Mixon, 23 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown, another 51 through the air. He was a PPR beast in PPR scoring. Oh, let me see, he got you like 25 points, and I've been saying that I was going to wait one week to see it before he's in my lineup. Well, this is the week he did it. He put it in my eye. I didn't get that one right. But here's the thing. Here's what I got to say conceptually. You guys now need, and and my man Corey Parsons says this. He says you need to, and and Jake Seeley says this, at this point in the season, sometimes you need to take the name off the jersey. And you got to look at the production. You got to look at the production that's actually happened instead of what you think they are. Okay, because honestly, Jordy Nelson shouldn't be in your lineup. I know he's Jordy Nelson. Another 11 yards shouldn't be in your lineup. T.Y. Hilton, 15 yards, shouldn't be in your lineup. If I was talking to you guys in September and I said the actual smart play was to start Robbie Anderson 
over Jordy Nelson, I would be laughed off this network. But in fact, Robbie Anderson, six catches, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. He is a true wideout, uh, low-end wideout two, a high-end wideout three for the rest of the season, somewhere between 20 and 25, in my opinion. And at this point of the season, you have to go with what is actually happening, not your perception of what you thought was supposed to happen when you sat and drafted in August or September. And that's really what needs to happen. And, and you know, I'm, I'm holding on to some of these guys. I'm holding on to T.Y., and I got that wrong. I'm holding on to Jordy, and I got that wrong. You only need Jordy Nelson now if Aaron Rodgers come back. And you know what else? I've been telling people about Corey Davis. I've been like, yo, when this kid comes back, when this kid comes back, it's going to be awesome. He's back. And there was no Richard Matthews, and they had a great matchup against the Colts. And he only went four catches for 39 yards. I think he is officially just part of that fantasy herd, at least until 2018. But what I really want to talk to you guys about is the AFC West. I want to talk about the AFC West. And by the way, if you listen to my predictions at the beginning of the season, go on and download some of those. I told you I think the Steelers would win the AFC. I told you I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would win the NFC East and be in the NFC Championship game. Things that sounded crazy back in the day. I also said the AFC West was going to go Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. And guess what? I'm holding to that right now. Listen, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs are about as dead as Michael Crabtree's chain, in my opinion. If you are Michael Crabtree's chain, you need to, I don't know, be made out of rubber or something. Because when Aqib Tlaib is around, that joint getting snatched now for two years in a row. Big shout out to my man Malcolm Eugene on Twitter who was talking about, hey, my grandmama gave me that chain out there. But check this out. Kansas City, I think they're done. I really do. And there's a number of reasons why. First of all, look at what this offense has done. Only 10 points against Buffalo. Buffalo has been giving up 30, 40 points a game, if you remember. The Buffalo defense was giving up so much that the Bills decided to bench Tyrod Taylor because of it, if you remember. Bills have been giving up 30, 40 points a game. They hold the Chiefs in Kansas City to 10. The week before that, after the bye, they score 9 against the Giants. Right after they, you know, don't tackle anybody, don't seem to be trying. It's a problem for the Chiefs. They had a great hot start, but remember, remember what I told was happening at the Kansas City uh, start? I told you that Patty Mahomes was a great motivator and Alex Smith was throwing the ball down the field. It's not happening anymore. He's reverting right back to this conservative Alex Smith. And the Chiefs ain't winning at the same rate. Kareem Hunt. Killing it was literally talked about like Le'Veon Bell. Should I trade Odell Beckham for Kareem Hunt? People were saying in week three. And I said, whoa, 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 slow down. I think Kareem Hunt is maybe a flex play, but should probably be on your bench moving forward. Kareem Hunt as a, uh, in college was in the MAC, I think Toledo. They play nine games a year there or ten games a year. He hasn't played this much. I think he's officially hitting the wall. And uh, so I'm down on Alex Smith. I'm down on Kareem Hunt. And the other part is the scheme. You know, everyone's like, oh, Andy Reid's such a genius doing creative things. Well, now there's three months of film on it. And I think people are adjusting. Um, I'm concerned with the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. You should not start any Kansas City Chief that is not named Travis Kelsey moving forward. Tyree Kill, they're figuring out. Had a D him as well. Tyree Kill, 41 yards. 
on seven catches in PPR, that might be good. But all this stuff is happening right by the line of scrimmage because Alex Smith is reverting right back to who he was. So the window to you know move on from these guys, it's now closing. All right, and their their schedule is not great. Moving forward, I ultimately think that the Chiefs are going to finish in third place in the AFC West. Listen, Denver is unraveling as well. A new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback, a new, uh, you know, their defense doesn't have Wade Phillips anymore. They're changing their running backs. I was right that Booker is going to start being the man over C.J. Anderson, but it doesn't matter for this offense because I think this offense in total is getting something like 150 yards a game. I think it impacts Demarius Thomas. I think it impacts Emmanuel Sanders. You need to be off all your Broncos in the same way you need to be off your Chiefs. These guys are one of these same piss-poor offenses now, just like the Browns have been, just like the Colts have been, just like the Niners have been. We want no part of them for the fantasy playoffs. That leaves the Chargers and the Raiders. I think the Chargers are getting hot at the right time. They have also moved away from a fantasy herd. Remember how there used to be a fantasy herd when I said, you didn't know if it was Tyrell Williams or Kelvin Benj- uh, or um, Travis Benjamin. Now you know. It's Keenan Allen. It's Keenan Allen pops off again with another big game. They're starting to know how to use their weapons. The roles are becoming clearer. I like the Chargers' schedule. I like that they're getting hot at the right time. And to be quite honest, I know he's older, but I like that they got the most trusted, reliable, and best quarterback in the division, Phillip Rivers, putting up 450 yards. I think things are coming together for the Chargers. And don't forget, what you really need to do in this league is create pressure and Ingram and Bosa can do that. And then when it comes to the Raiders, it's starting to get back, right? Check out the Raiders' schedule. They got the Giants next, then the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Dallas Cowboys in the Cowboys' last game without Ezekiel Elliott. Can they go 3-0 in that stretch? Yes, they can, and they can get to 8-6. and six. And then if they go, you know... If they just go to 9-7 and seven overall, I think that might be enough to win the AFC West. I think the Raiders get in at 9-7, and seven, and watch out for the Los Angeles Chargers at 9-7 and seven as well. All right, we got a caller out there on the Fantasy Freestyle. I want to open up the phones right now. The stats over beats Cypher. We go back to one of our friends of the show. And by the way, you know, I was about to say Dilly Dilly to Cliff and Boston. But, yo, guys, have you seen the new Dilly Dilly commercials? They're down in the pit of misery. Yo, they're really doing big things. They want to be down with the stats over beat cipher. Hey, Cliff in Boston, what's going on? We on the fantasy freestyle? Uh, how was your week twelve? You looking good for a W? What's going on, man? Honestly, uh, I got a big L this uh, week. That's damn. I got a couple. I got a couple, I got a couple bonus points in uh, my PPR league, and the dude I was playing against had Julio, and my man just popped off. <laughs> yeah, if you were facing Julio Jones this week, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you basically needed like Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown and Alvin Kamara, you know, and something else. I, I say those three names because yeah, a guy in my league that I'm a little bit worried about has all three of those guys. But I digress. Yeah, Julio was no good for you. Uh, what's, what's going on moving forward, though, Cliff? You still got another regular season week. You're going to be all right. Absolutely. So I got a big question for you in my other league, Standard League, 12 man. I'm in the playoffs, but I'm really looking for a running back right now. McKinnon's been kind of iffy yeah. for me. Do I go out and pick up like a Barber, maybe a Jacquez Rogers for a couple weeks with Doug Martin now? Yeah, interesting you would bring that up. I do my waiver wire show for sure uh, tomorrow, but one of the names you are going to hear me say is, there, and if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle at the beginning of the season, you know I was high on my man Pop Quiz, Jacquez Rogers. And let me tell you something, Cliff. Do not go with Peyton Barber. 
I know we got in the end zone and all, but the real back to replace Doug Martin with is, in my opinion, Pop Quiz, Jacquez Rogers. But if you heard me at the beginning of the show, uh, Cliff, I also said I think McKinnon is still viable because in these next couple of games, I think they are not going to just be dominating teams, specifically at Atlanta next week, at Carolina the week after that. I think those shape up to be more McKinnon games because they're going to need them as production as opposed to kind of winding out the clock with Latavius Murray the way they've been doing because they got up big on Detroit. They were up big on the Rams. They were up big on Washington. They were up big on Cleveland. That's why it was uh, Latavius Murray. So I wouldn't cut bait on McKinnon just yet, but absolutely. I like Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz, Rogers. I hope that helps for you. Cliff, when we come back, we're going to keep the calls going. we got a couple of calls rolling in right now. I'm going to also give you my Monday Night Football preview and... We're going to give the latest rap from my guys, the Kaz Young Effect. They got that parody. It's like, it's coming back, Fantasy Freestyle. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head it's the fantasy sports radio network app stop being a weirdo and streaming it online get it on your phone take it with you everywhere you go Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. And I, I told you, I was very thankful to have a little bit of time with family, over the uh, friends and family over the weekend. And you know what else I just noticed? This must have been a great weekend for my guy, Ted Finn Jr. Can Yo, how clear is my man's water? I have not seen Ted Finn Jr.'s water so clear. So someone was thankful for the life that is our guy, Ted Finn Jr., and he's still doing it. I'm telling you, we're about to enter week 13, and this fish is still doing it. I had week five in the pool personally, but, hey, I didn't have enough faith. All right, we go back to the hashtag stats over beat cypher. We got a couple of calls. We want to help people with a little bit of cash. We go to Jordan in Milwaukee. You're up next on the Fantasy Freestyle. How was uh, week 12? You get a W. Uh, what's going on, Jordan? Hey, um, I had mixed emotions. Um, I, I went up against Julio, and uh, it was a league where it was PPR, and he gets like 10 points or oh, something like that for a 40-yard touchdown. So he had like 57 points just through Julio, and it was – yeah. It was pretty bad. Julio definitely um, killed people but, uh, by themselves, unless you had, like, Muhammad Sanu to cover him up. You know what I mean? But right. that's okay. Let's get back on the horse, right. man. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to be pretty uh, brief because I want to I hit two, two um, real quick. Um, I have a running back situation where uh, – you know, I don't know if you want to write it down real quick, but I have four RBs. And you're, you're going to be kind of wondering how the hell I get all four of these guys, but um, I can pick three out of the four, and I just want to play them all, obviously. So I have uh, McCoy going uh, against New England. Yep. I got Fournette going against uh, the Colts, yep. and I got um, Gordon going against Cleveland and Camara, Carolina. I'm thinking I'm going to bench Gordon. Yep, that's the one I was going to say. That's the one I was going to say. Is that what you're gonna, yep, okay. that's what I was going to say. What's what's the format of this league, though, Jordan? 
Um, it is it's ha- or no, actually, it is non PBR. It's non PBR, and I benched Camara this week, ah. and I'm regretting it. Yeah, that's, that's um, just, the only just, thing you know, I was going to say. Just the fact of non PBR. Yeah, that's the stuff I was going to say but because still, it is standard. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Camara is now a. Eight and a half yards a carry. Absolutely. Over 100 carries. That's like an NFL record, basically. Absolutely. I think Um, Melvin Gordon is the guy without a chair when the music stops because I don't know if you've seen the Cleveland. Cleveland Browns run defense is actually not that bad. Okay, and you have better options, you know? You have better options in Shady McCoy, Leonard Fournette, and Alvin uh, Simon and Theodore Kamara. I like all three of those guys. Uh, I'm just basically validating what you already thought. Melvin Gordon is the one who uh, rides your bench moving forward, at least with those matchups. All right, I hope it works out for you, Jordan. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, we go north of the border to Canada, eh? We got Martine in Canada. Hey, um, how how was week 12 for you? You get a W? Yeah, I got to win. Well, nice. actually, it's not over yet. I'm waiting for Baltimore okay. tonight. Fair enough, but you're, you're in good position? Uh, yeah, I'm up 17 points, so hopefully Baltimore doesn't do 17. Now, no, so. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, you're facing the Baltimore defense? Is that it? Yeah. They have shut people out, though, throughout the season. And, you know, I mean, yeah, and they, they and, and the quarterback they're facing. Too. And the quarterback they're facing. Trust me, I own the Baltimore defense. I know. And, you know, they're facing, you know. Savage at quarterback. So I hope it works out for you, man. But let's move ahead. What can I help you with, Martin? I got two questions. Uh, Number one is on the waivers. Yes. There's two receivers I'm looking at. I'm looking at James Crowder and Sammy Watkins. I love Jamison Crowder. James Crowder. I love Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, I think, is a legitimate back-end wide receiver two or a high-end wide receiver three for the rest of the way, especially, Martin, if you're in PPR formats, okay? Jamison Crowder has become the favorite target of Kirk Cousins. No Terrell Pryor, no Chris Thompson. Jordan Reed, the next time he sees the field, I'll, you know, I'll be like, oh, okay, but I don't expect to happen anytime soon. This is really Jamison Crowder in the passing game, and you know they don't like to run the ball as much there in Washington, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to find Jamison Crowder. I love Jamison Crowder. I take him over Sammy Watkins. Now, Sammy Watkins is fine, but in that offense, Cooper Cup is part of it. Todd Gurley is part of it. And then Robert Woods will eventually come back in a week or two as well. I definitely go Jamison Crowder. I like him a lot moving forward, Martin. What was your other question? Uh, the other one was at running back because sure. I'm stuck with three top I'd say top 10 running backs that doesn't sound like you're stuck that sounds like you're it's a great situation I have hashtags champagne problems who are these three running no, backs because every week I'm stuck starting the wrong two right and who, I end up who are they myself who are they I have um, McCoy Ingram and Fournette so you started Ingram this week and didn't and didn't work out for you huh exactly yeah um, well Fournette didn't do that much better that's either, true but. that's true I gotta tell you though doesn't Fournette have Seattle next week? Yeah. Oh, no, that that's on week fourteen. Seattle has Philly. Okay. Um, I would listen. I think the Mark Ingram thing was a one week thing. Okay. I am not concerned about the Saints really. I I, I I buy this Saints offense. I buy this Saints offense big time. So. It, Ingram is not the one that's a problem for me. I buy Leonard Fournette most of the time moving forward. I hate to say it, but I think Buffalo, you know, Buffalo has a lot of issues between Tyrod Taylor starting and who's really. And I've seen McCoy put out duds before, you know, Um, of those three guys, to be quite honest, I rank them. 
Ingram, Fournette, McCoy in terms of who I trust the most moving forward for you. So I would actually have McCoy as the guy who doesn't have a chair when the music stops. I know that sounds crazy based on the way you drafted them, but I have Shady McCoy third in that one. Okay, perfect. All right. Thanks, man. No problem. Feel free to call back anytime. Be down with the stats over beat cipher. Up next on the fantasy freestyle, my guy. I've heard him on Lineup Lock Live. I've heard him on the fantasy freestyle. Big time dilly dilly. Hey, Pete in Staten Island. Two questions for you. Did you see the commercials this weekend about the pit of misery that they were down? And two, Devontae Booker definitely is now the lead guy in Denver. The only problem for us, Pete, is that I we want no part of that Denver offense moving forward. How you doing, my man? Oh, I'm sick. Uh, you know about Booker. Forget about that. I, I sat on him how many months. I know. How about Austin Severian Jenkins, what he did to me this weekend? Another with touchdown the, the taken away. But he, that was another taken touchdown. That was a drop. touchdown, man. Let me tell you something. I, when we tomorrow talk about, like, hashtag Game of Inches, I am going to be bringing up Austin Safarian Jenkins. He is, like, the icon of hashtag Game of Inches. This is now, like, the second or third touchdown that has been taken away from ASJ, the Rastafari, with what I believe is just... Too good technology. We're getting too good and seeing these slow-mo replays. If we just play that at half speed, that doesn't look like a bobble, and ASJ has a touchdown for you, Pete. I'm sorry that Booker didn't work out. Without a doubt. And you know what I mean? What's going on, though? And he dropped the other one. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Trust me, I know. As a Jets um, fan, I was watching the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But uh, I I know you're about to make another four trades this week, unless your trading deadline has passed. How can we help you, brother, man? trading deadline's done. Otherwise, the whole team would be trading. All right, fair enough. I'm going to talk a little waiver wire tomorrow, but I'll help you out because your stats over beats. Dilly, dilly. What's good with you, Pete? Okay, so you're figuring it's time to, uh, you know, throw throw out the line on Booker. I had Rodgers on my bench Pop quiz, two or Jack three quiz? weeks ago when I dropped him. Jack Rodgers. Yeah. We got to yeah. see the, ret- we gotta see on the reports on Doug Martin, though. We don't know how long Doug Martin's going to be out. If Doug Martin is out, then yes, I would rather have Pop Quiz, Jack Quiz, Rodgers than Devontae Booker. But do you have to drop Booker? Because you've been wanting him for so long, Pete. Is there another guy you can no, drop? I can bench him. All right, just I bench, bench him. him. I- just bench him because you never know what winds up happening. Remember, the Broncos were decent at the beginning of the year with Trevor Simeon. Maybe he sparked something back. You never know. I would bench Booker right. for now. And yes, I like Jack Quiz Rogers, I like him better than Peyton Barber, the other Bucks back who got the touchdowns in place of Doug Martin. I think the real back is our boy Pop Quiz, Jack Quiz Rogers. What else you got for me? Oh, that's it. Other than the fact that watch out what you say. Be careful here with Andy Reid. Okay. I watched him do this with Philadelphia forever yeah. when he had Shady. Right. Oh, my God. He'd be great at the beginning of the year. Then about five games, do yep. absolutely nothing. Yep. Everybody be looking to get rid of him. And then all of a sudden, bang. He'd win his last six and go crazy. Fair enough. Be but here's the that. thing. Here's the, I will keep that in mind. And if I'm wrong on this one, I will certainly give you credit, Pete. But here's the thing. Kareem Hunt is a rookie. He has never played this much before. I believe not only is it the Andy Reem scheme that people are getting tape on and stuff, I also believe, Pete, that uh, Kareem Hunt's hitting a little bit of the rookie wall, if you know what I mean. I think that that's part of it as well. I thought he would bounce back big time after the bye facing the Giants and 
and then in this game, and it just didn't happen. Next week, the Kansas City Chiefs, they come to New York to face the Jets. One thing the Jets do well, especially at home, is stop the run, my friend. So I'm not sure how it is going to go down. I appreciate your words of caution, Pete. Dilly dilly for them. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs are trending down, and the Chargers and the Raiders are, in fact, trending up in that division. All right, check this out. We had poll questions up as well. Let me tell you something. 36% of you uh, helped. We're helped by Jamal Williams and his two touchdowns, one in the air, one via the ground. Other people that popped off, Ted Ted Ginn, Charles Clay. People had Julio Jones, clearly. But those are not diamonds in the rough, people. People talk about Carson Wentz. People talking about Phillip Rivers, Kyle Rudolph, Alvin Kamara. These just guys, they're not sleepers. They're not diamonds in the rough. Of course you had and started those. What I think is interesting are all the fugazis, the people to forget about. A lot of people are on my side going up against the Chiefs. I know Pete, he makes a good point about the Andy Reid coach teams and why you should not just hop off them. But listen, the Chiefs were defecating the matches for you left and right. People talking about benching Hunt and starting my guy. Boom, boom, Bilal, pow, pow over them. Or Isaiah Crowell. Hey, Costa out there on Finn flow on Twitter. Yeah, I'd start Crowell over um, Kareem Hunt moving forward. People talking about uh, that Vernon Davis was a fugazi for them. He got them squadoosh. I agree. I believe you. When we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you my preview for Monday Night Football. Texans and Ravens. I'm going to tell you my diamond, my fugazi, a little trick you can play and what I think is going to happen in this game. All that when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Let's get it going. Fantasy Freestyle. On that Washington side, they used to be a fantasy herd. You used to not know Jordan Reed, Jamison Crowder, Terrell Pryor, Josh Dotson. It's becoming a little clearer. 80% of the pie right now is Samaj Pirine, Josh Dotson, and Jamison Crowder. That means Jamison Crowder is a viable wide receiver, too, in my opinion, in PPR leagues. That means Samaj Pirine is an RB, too. The picture becomes a little bit clearer in our nation's capital. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to give a shout-out real quick right away to my guy Craig on Twitter, at Dusty. He's been talking about, we've used, we've talked about him before. Big shout-out. He's giving me props, saying he got a W this week because of his boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, and he's going to make it into the playoffs. That's what we do. The hashtag stats over beat Cypher, that's what we do. You know what it is. We win your leagues, and we win that cash tonight. Week 12 concludes with Monday Night Football. Texans are in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are seven-point favorites. I think the Ravens' defense is going to show, once again, why they are one of the best defenses in the league. I think they will go all over Tom Savage. I think they will put all their attention on DeAndre Hopkins. The question is, can Tom Savage find other ways to beat the Baltimore Ravens defense? I do not think it is going to happen. My diamond in the rough for this game on the other side is Mike Wallace. I think Mike Wallace gets in the end zone 
tonight. I think Mike Wallace has a big play. I think you see a 40-50 yard catch from Mike Wallace today, okay? Remember, the Ravens said they want to try to open up the offense after the bye. I think they got a healthy Macklin and a healthy Wallace. This Texans pass secondary can be had. I think Michael Wallace does it over the top. He's my diamond in the rough for tonight's game. And you know what? Tony Sincata thought so too. On Lineup Lock Live, he gave Mike Wallace and his Monday through Thursday DFS lineup. My Fugazi in this game is Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller, it's going to be tough for them to run against this Baltimore defense, and then I think the game script will get away from the Texans, and you're going to instead see the guy I think you need to use the trick on. And that's Andre Ellington. He's only 10% owned. I think he's going to be the pass-catching back for the Houston Texans. They want no part of Alfred Blue really being the backup. I think Andre Ellington assumes that role. And I think the game script might go in his favor. However, my man Chris Bavona in the fantasy pit of misery is telling me that Ellington may not play today. But I still think it is a viable stash. He's only owned in 10% of leagues. Ultimately, I think the Ravens win this game. I think they cover the spread. The spread is 7. The Ravens are nasty at home. They have pitched 3 shutouts. I don't think they completely shut out the Texans. Because I think D-Hop could be worth you know 1 or 2 ridiculous plays. Give me the Ravens over the Texans tonight. 23 to, call it 13, call it 23 to 13. You know what you need to do, though, when we give out these DFS lineups and all that? You got to go to DKMS, all right? You got to go to DailyRoto.com, RotoExperts.com slash DKMS because we're helping the flight against blood cancer. You can go on and enter some of our DFS contests for free. We do free rolls every week of the season. You could win, go to the finals, win that. Go to the big game up in Minnesota. I hear Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. But you really get to learn a little bit more about uh, blood cancer, how you could help the fight uh, by registering to be a bone marrow or a blood donor. It's very easy to do. This way, even if you lose at the DFS games, you're still a winner at life. Tomorrow, I got to apologize to my guys, Young Cause, The Effect. I wanted to get it on the show. We just got too much stuff, too much stuff to react to from Thanksgiving and Week 12 yesterday. But we're going to play that last parody you did, which I really like, past that, all on the floor. Or Antonio Brown scores more. We're going to do that a little bit tomorrow. I'm going to give you my waiver wires as well. Some interesting people out there, whether it's Jamal Williams, you know, out there, whether it's Ricky Seals Jones at tight end. We'll be talking about all those hot ads on tomorrow's show. Last up, though, here, real quick, a hey, venture, if you're there, you got time for one question for me, Chris? It's your boy, Ventra. What you got for Wait, him? What's up? Yeah. What's up? Real quick. All right, real quick. Who do you like rest of the season? Robbie Anderson or hmm. Golden Tate? Both PPR standards. Yeah, let me tell you something. Golden Tate is now a part of a fantasy herd. I've been saying this all the time. He's a part of a fantasy herd. He'll be great one week, then the next week it'll be Marvin Jones, then the next week it'll be Abdullah, then the next week it'll be Galladay. Robbie Anderson has become the man for Josh McCown. I like Robbie Anderson. I think he's TD dependent, but the game flow works for him, and he's getting it in. I like Robbie Anderson. Thanks for the question, Ventra, and thanks to everybody. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know Ted Finn Jr. Did we're gonna play the rap parody tomorrow? I'm gonna give you my waiver wire ads tomorrow, and we'll look back and see if I was right on Monday Night Football. I got it, Ravens 23 13. I think Lamar Miller is a fugazi. Forget about him. See you tomorrow, Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is.